In Turkey last week, people took to the streets to protest the government's handling of an economic crisis that's gripping the country. Our colleague Jared Molson is based in Istanbul, and he's been watching the freefall of the lira, Turkey's currency. Last week, I flew over to Ankara, the capital of Turkey, from Istanbul to do some reporting. And in the time that I took the trip, you know, the flight is about 45 minutes. You know, I left Istanbul something like 8 o'clock in the morning, landed at 9. And then in the cab on the way to the first interview, you know, I was looking at my phone with a colleague and we were like, the, the lira just lost something like 5 6%, like just in the time we were in transit. This drastic fall of the lira is affecting all areas of life for people in Turkey, a country that up until a few years ago was prospering economically. People keep talking about how they're going without. You know, if you used to travel, if you used to go on vacation, you're probably not doing that anymore. If you used to put money in your kid's pocket when they went to school, maybe you're not doing that anymore. So it's a story about how people's living standards have declined pretty rapidly. Outwardly, this looks like an economic crisis, but not in the view of Turkey's president, Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Erdogan is trying to drive the currency lower. He says it's part of a plan to reinvigorate Turkey's economy. And in recent months, anyone who's tried to stop him has been removed from government. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Thursday, December 2nd. Coming up on the show, Turkey's economic experiment and the crisis it's causing. This episode is brought to you by Canva. When your work looks good, you look good. So create all the stunning presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos you need with Canva. Start with one of the designer-made templates or jump ahead with the power of AI. It's a real time saver and anybody can use it. Whatever department you work in, whatever you need, Canva will help you get it done and make it look fantastic. Start designing today at canva.com. Design for work. Tap the banner to learn more. Recep Tayyip Erdogan has been prime minister and president of Turkey for nearly 20 years. He is an Islamist politician who rose up as mayor of Istanbul and then became prime minister and president, really representing what was thought of as a silent majority in Turkey of more conservative, more religious voters who had really felt that they were outsiders and how would you describe him? He's a very tall man. <laughs> this is the first thing that people will mention about Erdogan. It's like, oh, he's very tall. And it's true. There, there is a kind of like Lyndon Johnson quality there where you see him like moving through a crowd and it does something, you know. Erdogan grew up in a working class neighborhood in Istanbul and rose to lead his political party, the AKP. In 2002, they won an overwhelming majority in parliament. The following year, Erdogan became prime minister and began transforming Turkey. His party was more of a coalition of 
kind of business interest, this kind of free market philosophy earned them a lot of support among the business community. There were liberals, centrist conservatives. And when he came to power, he presided over a huge expansion of the Turkish economy in the early 2000s, you know, with the help of the IMF that made Turkey at one point the 16th largest economy in the world. So you had this sort of boom time earlier in Erdogan's presidency that he was in part responsible for. By 2013, Turkey's economy was four times the size it had been when Erdogan was first elected. As he became more popular, Erdogan also consolidated his power and cracked down on dissent, targeting everything from the courts to the media. The authorities have jailed a number of his political opponents. And then within his party, the other leaders have all departed. Any rivals that he might have had within the government have been cast out. And those people are now part of the opposition and part of trying to unseat him. In Turkey, protesters in Istanbul's central square are standing firm against a government they say is growing more and more authoritarian and brutal. There was a- Over the last decade or more, he has expanded his power within the Turkish states. In 2013, he also ordered a crackdown on protesters. There was a wave of anti-government protests that was suppressed using tear gas. Police were beating protesters. The heavy-handed police response set off widespread anger, a turning point for many who say Erdogan has become more authoritarian. Throughout these crackdowns, Erdogan has remained popular and continued to win elections. But for the past few years, Turkey's economy has started to falter. Growth slowed and unemployment rose. And Erdogan, now with almost complete power, pushed a more unorthodox vision for the country's economy. This involved lowering interest rates, which Erdogan has said are the enemy. Here's Erdogan, translated by Reuters. Faiz. The interest rates are the reason and the inflation is the consequence. I say to those who are trying to divert this to something else, do not waste your time. We will lift the scourge of interest rates from people's backs. His dislike of interest rates is partly based on an Islamic principle which forbids charging interest. But he believes there's an economic argument to this, too. His plan for Turkey is to lower interest rates so that the currency would go down in value. A weaker lira would make the country's exports more attractive. The thinking is really that devaluing the currency means that it's cheaper for people to buy stuff from Turkey. So it would help exporters sell goods made in Turkey abroad. But the problem with lowering interest rates and devaluing the currency is it also fuels inflation. So prices in Turkey have gone up. The trouble with that is that exporters also have to buy stuff. They have to buy raw materials. They have to pay for energy. I'll give you one example, which is uh, hazelnuts. You know, Turkey exports, I think, most of the world's hazelnuts that go into Nutella. And the hazelnut exporters, they need to buy seeds, they need to buy fertilizer, and the cost of those things go up. They have to pay for energy. Turkey imports most of its energy. And exporters also have to pay for all of those things. So even if their labor costs go down because of the decline in the currency, the costs on the other end still go up. Erdogan's approach has also put him in conflict with the governors of the Turkish Central Bank. 
They've repeatedly pushed to raise interest rates as a way to combat inflation, but Erdogan has fought back. There's been this drama between Erdogan and a whole series of central bank governors since Erdogan came into power almost 20 years ago. And back then, these central bank governors could basically just ignore him. I mean, Erdogan would give a speech saying, I want to cut interest rates and this is the best thing for the economy. And what the central bank governor would do is just ignore him. How did Erdogan respond to that? Erdogan has fired three central bank governors over the last three years. In March, the previous central bank governor was raising interest rates in order to control inflation. And a couple of days after the most recent rate increase, Erdogan fired him in the middle of the night and replaced him with an official from his own party who believes in his economic policies. After pushing out many of his dissenters, including those who'd helped Turkey prosper, Erdogan is now firmly in charge of economic policy. Under pressure from the president, the central bank has cut interest rates. They've said that they're going to do it again. And what that has done is that it's caused all this turbulence where investors are trying to reduce their exposure to the lira. People here in Turkey are trying to trade their wages from lira into dollars and euros and so on. People are putting their money into gold sometimes. It's a currency crisis. That's the result. After the break, Erdogan blames international actors for Turkey's economic turbulence. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. The Turkish lira has been falling for the last year. But in recent weeks, it's taken a nosedive. It's been an especially tough past few days for the Turkish lira. The lira plunged 6% to 11.3 against the dollar after the central bank decided on slashing interest rates. What is it now? 12 point something. It's, that's going down. I'm looking at it the other way. 12.7 Turkish lira to buy a dollar. As recently- and last week, Jared went to find out how people in Istanbul are living with a currency that's rapidly losing value. I went down to a neighborhood called Kasimpasha, which is interesting because it's the neighborhood where Erdogan grew up. And he was really celebrated as a politician who brought services to the poor, um, running water, garbage collection, this kind of thing. And so that neighborhood, you know, used to be his political stronghold. But now it's a place where, like everywhere in Turkey, people are struggling. My translator and I, we met this woman who had been 
doing her shopping. She had plastic shopping bags in her hands. And she says, I couldn't she find sugar I, to buy. And she was looking for sugar. You know, she was going around to like three, four different stores just so she could find bags of sugar that she could afford. I was only able to buy, buy one cooking oil, but they became so much more expensive. And how common is her experience? That's everybody's experience in Turkey right now. Everyone is wrestling with the situation where overnight, basically, the price of everything has gone up. Not just food, but people's rent is going up. The price of gas went up last week. All of these kind of day-to-day items are getting more expensive and people's purchasing power is declining. It's not just consumers who are affected. The sudden drop in the currency is punishing exporters, too. To begin with, it's like they have trouble pricing things. I mean, anyone who's doing business here is having this bewildering situation where, like, how do you decide what to charge for something when the currency keeps changing wildly every day, every hour? On November 23rd, on the day that the lira really collapsed, I mean, some of the exporters associations were saying, like, we just had, we just threw up our hands and stopped, like, selling stuff. So the policy that is designed to help exporters also is inflicting pain upon them. Yes. Like, this is from one of the exporters' associations. That's what they said, is that it was so chaotic that they couldn't even do business. In the face of these economic problems, Erdogan is holding steady in his approach and blaming what he calls the global barons of politics and money. He's calling it uh, a war of independence, a liberation struggle, using this kind of rhetoric to talk about this policy. And he's been blaming the turbulence in the economy on some kind of unspecified meddling in the economy from outside. What some officials from his party have basically said is that people need to sacrifice. I mean, there was one AKP official who said last week that People just need to eat less. You know, if they're buying a kilo of meat previously, maybe they need to cut that down to a half a kilo. Jared says that many in Turkey believe Erdogan and blame outside forces for what's happening in their country. He heard this when he was out reporting and spoke to a man who worked at a butcher shop. He said something to the effect of, how dare you question this? And, uh, you know, that we're, we're against America and kind of repeating back some of the rhetoric about how the U.S. and other Western countries are on some level responsible for the situation in Turkey. But Jared also says there's a growing anger against Erdogan, even in communities that have stood by him for nearly two decades. What's so fascinating about this moment right now is that a lot of people who did vote for Erdogan or who have voted for the AKP over the years are really questioning that because you know, the cost of your groceries goes up or your rent or a tank of gas. Those are very real concrete things that it's it's hard to just explain away. A recent poll found that 80% of the population thinks the government is handling this crisis badly. But Erdogan keeps pushing forward with his agenda. After clashing with his finance minister over economic policy, today, Erdogan replaced him with a loyalist. How do you see this economic policy ending? Who knows? Um, It really depends on whether Erdogan stays in power or not, because he is clearly determined to see this thing through. I mean, he has said over and over again 
that no one is going to talk him out of this. And there's no one left in the government who has the kind of clout to to talk him down. So they're going to push ahead with this. The central bank is most likely to cut interest rates again. And after that, it's very unpredictable. I mean, this is what a lot of economists and analysts and investors will tell you is that like in these past crises where Turkey has walked up to the brink, there's been someone to talk Erdogan out of it. And this time, there, you know, there's no one left to do that. So we're, we're in uncharted territory here. That's all for today, Thursday, December 2nd. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.